아이가 아프지 You're listening to the Freelancer Codex, a podcast brought to you by the Shut Up and Respawn Network. Welcome everybody to episode 146 of the Freelancer Codex podcast, the longest running podcast that I have been doing anyway. Mike, it's got to be the longest running podcast that you've done also. It's not actually. I am involved in another podcast with my cohort of PE teachers. We are on 121 this week, episode 121, where we talk about PE, PE, PE in elementary schools. Um, Hold on. Kind of rotate. So There's 10 of us. And- if that is the longest one, we're on episode 146. And if you're only on 121. 221, I'm sorry. Oh, I was going to say, is this why you're a PE teacher? All right, so if you were to have no, a... No, so we're, so we're on 221. We're talking about PE and and social-emotional learning in PE and uh, distance PE and virtual PE and all that kind of stuff that goes with teaching <laughs> PE in an online world. So, so Chad, yeah. is, uh, Chad is saying math wasn't his best subject. Uh, PE for the win. PE, PE teachers, man, I tell you. So let's workshop the uh, title of your um, PE podcast. What would you call it? Oh, you don't want to know the title. It's an awesome title. No, I do want to know the title. What do you call your PE podcast? Um, we got we got the balls. <laughs> Someone uh, go make that it's right a, now. No, I'm, it's a I'm good title. It is a good title. It's the best title. I I'm I'm glad you thought of it that quickly on the spot because that's something that uh, we. That needs to be a thing that you start a podcast and it's called We We've Got the Balls. So with that, this is episode one forty-six of um I think we do a video game show. But no, we are gonna stop this and we're gonna go do a sports um podcast where we talk about we've got the balls. All right. Um I am your host Steve. This is my co-host Mike. Um we are two manning this thing. We'll probably be two manning it for a while now, since um Devin is gone. Devin is um taking is taking a leave of absence from the show. So we wish him all the best. Um, and maybe he'll even drop in and actually listen to this one time. So first thing, before we get started and talk about all the video game news that has happened, I want to thank a bunch of people from our Patreon. I want to thank Julius, Nathan B., Michael R., Trent B., Man and Still, Man and Still, sorry, Scout69, Dragonheart76, Jeffrey H., The Gameplay Experience, RZ, and our newest patron, Phaedron. Thank you so much for the support of the show. We really, really appreciate it. It means a lot to us. So thank you, everyone that has been supporting us. Thank you to everyone that downloads the show. Thank you to everyone that gives us a listen and gives us a share and likes and, you know, retweets on Twitter. All of that stuff matters. All of it um, means a lot to us. So thank you very much. All right. We just changed the name of our PE PE, um, podcast. What did you just change it to? Our balls are flat. <laughs> Shut up. That's like Okay, I'm good. I'm good. That <laughs> we did. We changed it. We had a meeting two weeks ago. We changed it to that. I didn't tell you because I wanted the build up. I'm, but I'm we changed it. I'm really I'm really trying to have like a serious moment with all of our patrons and everyone that supports us. And this is the kind of stuff that you're dropping on me when I'm trying to be serious about this kind of stuff. So um thank <laughs> You keep thinking of more podcast names and you just drop them on me whenever you feel like it. All right. All right. So uh, I've got a lot. I've got a lot. What's your next one? If, if, um, if that one's taken, if our balls are flat is taken, what's your backup for your (laughs) PE um, podcast? We should Um, should have chat help us out. What's your P chat? What is your PE podcast uh, title? 
the e-podcast title drop it on us all right so before we get into news mike i kind of want to go over what we've been up to this week things we've been playing um i also would like to direct everyone to our podcast feed and to the youtube channel i recently was able to interview tony muñoz of woolam games Tony has been working on a fun little indie title. It's a 2D platformer. It's very reminiscent of Mega Man, where you get to play as a robot trying to find um, a the last soul on Earth. The story, um, kind of in a nutshell, revolves around this world where... Um, when when Tony was explaining it to me, I got Wally vibes where robots have been doing everything for everyone and people have kind of gotten lazy, they've gotten complacent, and these AIs starting are starting to take over, and the protagonist of the of the game is on a on an adventure to try and find the last soul. So um, I encourage everyone to go to the website, go to freelancercodex.com. Um, the links to the RSS feed and to the YouTube channel are there. I had a really good time talking with Tony. Um, this is it's a small team of seven people that are making this game. You can go and sign up to play the demo when they release it. So please go sign up, support indie developers, um, I love indie games. I think we all do on on the show. It's something that indie developers seem to be producing some of the most interesting video game content out there. So go support indie developers and go to Woolam.com. So work to game says power PE. Don't sweat it should be the name of it. So. Oh, I dig it. I like it. Oh, also, if um, so, Mulehorn Gaming, they recently interviewed the developer of Song of Iron, which is an indie game that was just showcased recently on the Xbox um, showcase. So they had an interview with them today. So catch the VODs from Mulehorn Gaming, either um, the Twitch, the Twitch VOD or their podcast feed whenever they release that. So check them out. Because indie de- indie devs are awesome to talk to. They have a lot of interesting stories, and they're very open to talk about their games. AAA development, they've got a lot of legal stuff, red tape, a lot of yellow tape, a lot of orange tape, keeping things back from not being able to say this because they're publicly traded and all this stuff. But every time we've talked to an indie developer, they are so open to talk about everything that they are doing in the game like they probably won't spoil stories but they're super willing to talk about their game because they love it when people get interested so support your local indie developers i don't think we have any local indie developers do you think there's a indie studio or like a video game studio in new mexico mike i bet um aside from devin's garage probably not do you think that's what Devin's doing? Do you think he's like starting an indie dev um, studio and he's like just not including us? And he's like, peace out. I'm out of here. I'm going to go start making well, video games. He spent 146 episodes understanding that the creative bones are not on this side. And so Devin's got them all. So he's like, yeah, I mean, well, I wouldn't put it past him if he were, you know, try to do something like that. He's pretty creative that way. You're that's- pretty creative that way. There's a, there's a time issue for you, but I mean, I'm, I'm, I would be sad if there wasn't somebody in our state working on that. All right. So this says, this this comes from Expansion Solution Magazine, whatever that is. New Mexico is the new destination for video game development. Um, Seriously? What do you think? I guess there's only one place where they would go. So New Mexico's economy is booing. Wait a second. Who wrote this and what year did they write it? So (laughs) this was in April of 2020. This is like right. This is like right before everything like completely shut down in our state and is not, not coming it was, back. It was 
it would have been right after. It would have been right after everything shut down. Yeah, you know, but it makes sense because Hollywood was making was making a push to come to New Mexico. We had some great, we had some great tax incentives, and we were doing really good bringing movie making to the Albuquerque area. We've got some great landscapes. Um, you can make great westerns um, in our state. You can make great western video games in our state. You could. I mean, I'm talking movies here, but. But I'm sure I'm sure there are places that have the studios and the things like that. And like I said, I think the biggest draw was we had some great some great incentives for companies like that to come to our state. But then you know everything shut down, and so it's kind of it's kind of rough. But I mean, hopefully hopefully that'll get back into it, and people will be able to um, let those creative juices flow again. So. So let's see. There are a couple studios in Las Cruces. Ganymede Games selected Las Cruces, New Mexico as the location for its new headquarters in 2019. They will hire an initial team of 51 in the near term to begin development on their first game. Cool. cool. So maybe I just need to go down there to go work. Yeah. In. Yeah. So Anger in the chat says they'll start making Red Dead Redemption 3 down here in New Mexico. All right. So oh, that's cool. let's get back to it. Um, all right. 12 days until the launch of the Xbox Series X. 14 days until the launch of the PlayStation 5. 2021 will be here in 64 days. Stormlight Archive Book 4 comes out in 16 days. Cyberpunk comes out in 53 days. Oh, yeah. Cyberpunk was delayed. Spoiler alert for everyone that has been interested in that. Um, <laughs> I guess we were going to talk about this in, in the news, but we can talk about it now because Cyberpunk has been pushed back till um, December 21st of this year. It was initially slated to release. It was, it was either on the 17th or the 19th of next month, but it's been pushed back by 21 days. They need more times. Um, they need more time to work on the game. Um, it was really interesting because there were some people that had tweeted out to the cyberpunk community saying, hey, we're going to take time off. Is this game going to get um, delayed again? And they're like, no, no more delays. With less than 24 hours, they come out saying, hey, the game has been delayed. Um, and like and like work to game says in the chat, I'll believe it when I play it. I think actually that this, I don't think this is a bad thing that the game has been delayed. I'm sorry for people that have taken time off to play it. They might have to reschedule that. Hopefully your employer lets you reschedule that. That'd be weird if it's locked in and you're like, nope, can't change it. So go ahead and go get that rescheduled because yeah, you're going to either be waiting till December or you're going to be waiting till soon after that. But guess what? This leaves so much more room for you to play more games in the month of November with everything releasing. You know, you got Destiny 2 releasing, you have Godfall releasing, you have um, Call of Duty releasing, you've got Assassin's Creed releasing, you've got like a billion other games that are releasing that time frame. Instead of spending all your time all your time playing Cyberpunk, you have a lot more time to play all of these other games. So I'm sure every single developer like is just like sighing a breath of relief that Cyberpunk has been delayed, except for everyone that was going to come out in December. But um, good luck to those guys. I'm sure that team is working very, very hard in long, long hours to squash a lot of bugs that that game probably has to deal with. So hopefully they'll be able to manage that and those people will at least have some sort of rest towards the end of the year. So, all right, that is that. And then Godfall comes out in 14 days. Didn't Watch Dog Legions didn't that go live today? Uh, Watch Dogs Legions goes live tomorrow, I believe. It's either... I I think it's live today. I think I saw something on YouTube saying it was live today. Oh, maybe I thought it was tomorrow, but maybe it comes out earlier. Maybe by the time you listen to the show, Watch Dogs Legions will be out. So let me look this up really quick while Mike vamps for me. So 
I'm pretty sure Watchdog Legions is out today. That's all I got because <laughs> I saw because I I came across the video um, that it was live like like recently with it within the last hour or two. Yep, you were correct. It, it says it, like, it says October 29th. So yeah, there you go, October 29th. I guess I guess it's October 29th. It is today, isn't it? Today's October 29th. Is that today? Is that today? Um, so I was. I mean, yay for Watchdogs Legion. This is this is the one where you can recruit anybody to be on your your team to help do all the things and uh i mean hopefully it's good right you want games to be good and if it's good it's good but (laughs) if it's good it's good well said mike you know what i say to that i thought i deleted that audio clip i'm sorry (laughs) i totally thought i took it off my soundboard i apologize (laughs) i I, like really want you to like seriously delete it though this time like not even like not even kidding. I will do it right here. I'll I'll push the. All right, Mike. Tell me what you were up to this week. Uh, so this week I have been doing lots and lots of yoga. Really? I have been. All right. I have been doing yoga with my students. We have been using a uh, a YouTube content creator who um, creates pretty neat uh, yoga videos for kiddos elementary age kiddos and this one is a halloween themed one and i've been doing lots and lots of yoga like more yoga this week than i've ever done ever which i mean does me i haven't i haven't done a whole lot of yoga but it's been fun i've been doing yoga it's been because i always told myself i'm not gonna do yoga yoga is for for yoga people and and but i've been doing yoga and it's and it's fun to watch um kinders and up to fifth graders do yoga. And so it's fun. And it has a nice Halloween theme. Getting back to some normalcy kind of that that myself and my students are craving. Just kind of needing to be normal right now. And, and this kind of helps bring it in. So we enjoy doing that. Um, trying to get with virtual learning with my kiddos. Having some battles with my oldest. Which is not the most fun. Um, because, because you want, you want them to succeed at everything that they do. And sometimes they don't. And as adults, we know kind of, it can be really easy if you would just do it, you know, to like be successful at it. So it doesn't become a battle. But you're trying to, why don't you want to be successful? Why don't you want to be good at this? Like you can be so good. Why don't you just put forth the effort to do it? Just do it. Like. Like you're, 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 you're working harder to not do it than if you would just do it. Right. And I, I'm sure that I'm not the only parent that feels that way. Um, but so I've been working on that, playing some destiny, um, inner intermixed with making dinner and doing the dishes and all that stuff that adults get to do. And, and so it's been fun though, gearing up for, um, beyond light. I mean, that comes out very, very soon. Uh, with uh, with the X with the new Xbox coming out, waiting for my pre order. Um, I was actually I also have a birthday. My my oldest has a birthday this weekend, and he has is in a Harry Potter um, mode. Um, he's just really into that. So one for his birthday, we're gonna play Quidditch as a family, and so I had to build some Quidditch goals. Which oh, uh, yep. So I built some Quidditch goals, which I find that that even though it's kind of a pain to get that stuff done, like I I enjoy doing it. It it that kind of stuff comes easy for me 
to kind of, you know, see a, have a concept and build it and do it and have all the things work together. So, you know, but it was fun because the boys helped me mix the concrete and helped me cut the PVC. And so that was fun. Um, we did that and we're just trying to, you know, stay, stay afloat, really working on, on our, uh, socio emotional, um, kind of status right now. Cause can I, it can be challenging. Can I be a beater? Can you, for qu- yeah. Um, uh, that's, um, <laughs> sorry, I'm laughing cause you already know where this joke is going. So if you already know where the joke is going, I guess we can just avoid the joke altogether. Right? Like we don't need to tell it if we already know what's going to happen. I think that just violated Twitch's terms of service. <laughs> oh, um, I'm sure. I'm sure. Well, I, I could tell you yeah. stories of things that Twitch has seen, but if you were, <laughs> if never, never mind, I won't tell the joke. Yeah, it's too obvious. Either. It's picking l- low fruit. Low, low, low hanging fruit. fruit. Anyway, yep. You don't want to be a beater picking that low fruit. No, um, yeah. So yeah. So that's Sorry, what we've been up I to. Just you. working hard, trying to trying to get stuff going, and trying to trying to gain some um, some normalcy, and trying to be positive for the kids because they definitely they definitely feed on that, and they see when you're not kind of in your best mental state, and and it you know it spirals down, right? It's a snowball effect. So. So if you can be positive, radiate positivity if you can. If you're struggling, um, reach out, call the hotlines that if you need to. Um, this we're going on, we're going on quite a few months of this where people are struggling, businesses are closing, restaurants aren't letting you inside. Um, it's not normal, and it's and it's not okay that it's not normal. Um, on the other hand, like, what can you do? But so, but for everyone, you, there needs to be balance and there needs to be, you need to take care of yourself and, and reach out, find those people that you have in your circle that can help you with that and, and just keep yourself healthy. Um, we're getting into the winter months where it's kind of troubling and the holidays kind of troubling for people anyway. Um, reach out, call the hotlines if you need to, cause you're valuable and you're and you're loved and and don't let anybody else tell you otherwise and um i mean just just stick with what you can so and remember to shower every day it helps it does help all right so so real quick i will do this really quickly um so because mike was talking about balance and like doing things i decided to add another thing onto the plate of things that i'm doing because i'm not doing enough content so um, for the month of November, there's a thing called NaNoWriMo. It is National Novel Writing Month. It's something that was started for writers to help get past a writer's block. And the goal, this is kind of like, you can set your own goal, but the goal for November for NaNoWriMo is to write 50,000 words to get a transcript down of a book and then start um, editing from there. So I'm going to try it this year. I'm going to try to write a novel and stick to the 50,000 words. As I've been making like the Godfall 101 videos, I've been averaging like um, 1,500 words and I've been cranking those out and like... Um, 45 minutes. So I'm like, well, if I can do that and like double it, like every other day, like the math works out to where I should be able to do this. So I'm going to try to, I'm going to try to write a book, um, and then see how that goes because I'm not busy enough. Are you going to like sit down, pen, paper, computer, keyboard and write it? Or are you going to like dictate, dictate It'll be computer keyboard. It'll, it'll be computer keyboard. Like I can't dictate audio. Like, um, computers don't understand me. 
So it's very difficult for them to pick up exactly everything that I'm saying. So I'm going to write down computer, keyboard, and try to crank out something. And at least just to say that I did, I don't think it'll go anywhere. It probably won't be good enough to go anywhere, but it'll be something that I did. And maybe it'll help me learn a better writing process. If that I makes know any a sense. couple writers who didn't think their stuff was going to go anywhere. And seven books later. Um, who are you talking about? Uh, the author of the Bernstein Bears. Bernstein? Uh, Berenstein. Mandela effect. All right. So I'm going to try that. Yeah. Let's, let's not get on that. Cause we could be here for forever. Or have or we could. already been there for forever? <laughs> so I, I've been watching my wife and I have been watching the alien series. Cause it's a series that I have. I've only ever watched aliens before. So my wife and I are like, Hey, let's watch the alien series. So we watched, we didn't watch aliens one for some reason, but we did two, three, four and five. So we're getting ready to do the last ones. Like those older movies do not hold up. Those are really hard to watch. Those are older movies, but anyway, so. Again, I've been playing um, a lot of Hades. I'm going to play some Half-Life Alex. I picked that up, so I'm going to get it ready to play that finally and experience that in VR. And that's all I've been doing this week. So now I think it's time, Mike, that we dive into the video game news. Here we go. All right. I got to talk to you about something. Thanks, Keanu, for reading us in on that news information. I wonder what Keanu said when he found out that uh, Cyberpunk was being delayed. It says, you're all being delayed. Um, so thanks, Keanu, for that. Oh, first up, Mike, this is really interesting. I wish I wish we would have had our resident Halo nerd on for this, but 343 addresses growing concerns about Halo Infinite's new armor customization. So one of the things that happened recently, there was a post on Twitter where a user had purchased some food item. I don't remember exactly what it was and said, congratulations, you have this purple armor customization worth $5. And the internet lost its collective mind because they're like $5 for purple? Like, is this really where what Halo is like becoming? That people are going to be spending money for all these armor things? So you're going to be able to buy like food items and you're going to get armor stuff. I mean, and there's a very long blog post talking about, first of all, like a lot of people were not very happy with the way things were looking. Um, they put out a statement because Every time they put out a blog post, you've seen the Spartan, you've seen the customizations, like the armor looks plasticky. It doesn't look, it, it looks, it looks plastic, plasticky. It looks like a toy. So a lot of people have been really concerned. Um, a lot of us have been going back and forth saying, Hey, it, it could just be the lighting. It could just be the way it's rendered right now. Um, the team came out in a blog post saying, Hey, this is really early. We're working on this. We're taking all your feedback into effect. So. I've been, I kind of did a deep dive onto the Halo subreddit because it's not something I have been to a lot of. I, I really enjoy Halo. I enjoy the Halo games. Um, Anger says Buzz Light Halo Infinite. Yeah, pretty much. It's not a laser. It's a little light bulb that blinks. So I kind of went on there and it seems like the Halo fan base, at least on Reddit, is kind of like making a huge turn. Like whenever we saw the thing for the, um, big announcement at the Xbox showcase, Everyone's like, Halo Infinite, we love it. This is going to be the thing that's going to come out. And then everyone saw it and they're like, oh, this is not look like the Halo that we want. We got the Craig meme out of it where the brute just looks like it just did not look the way everyone was expecting for a gener a next gen title. All right. So there was the turn there that happened. And a lot of people like me, I'm like, okay, it's, it's delayed. Fine. I'm happy to wait for it. Whatever. I didn't mind the art style, but you know, that's just me. I'm weird like that. So everyone lost their minds then. 
now that all this stuff is happening, there's been a couple head people that are leaving the studio and people are just like now calling for the resignation of Kiki Wolf uh, of Kiki Wolfkill, who has probably the coolest name in the industry. They've been calling for the resignation of Frank O'Connor and Bonnie Ross. Now that Joe Staten is in there, people are like, we hope that Joe can turn things around. But it just seems like the Halo community is just like fed up with the bad news that is coming out of that studio. Like even Ryan McCaffrey of IGN was like, maybe they bought Bethesda as an insurance if this doesn't go wrong, which is a weird argument to make. Like you don't pay $7.4 billion to like have a backup. You just would put tons of money into the title to make it good. Um, but that's just my opinion. Like Twitter's full of hot takes. That's fine. Um, and anger in the chat says you don't fire the coaches before you even get to the playoffs. So this is something that. Like, I don't know the right answer. We obviously don't know, like, what the team is doing, how the team is functioning. Um, we can listen to all the rumors and all the stuff that Jason Schreier puts out. That's fine. But it's, it's hard to say from an outside perspective looking in, like, hey, this is what you need to change in order to make this better. We do know that, like, it seemed there was obviously issues, um, at the launch or at the announcement that it was getting you know, delayed for an indefinite amount of time or whatever until 2021. So we do know there's something wrong happening there. Whether it was only the art direction, I can imagine that it has to be more than just the art direction that made them pull that back. There had to be some issues um, with it in order for them to do that. Mulehorn Gaming in the chat says he's actually worried. And I think it is okay for you to be worried. Like, again, on the Freelancer Codex, we never tell anyone how to feel. If you're worried about Halo, like, I think you have every right to be I'm kind of in the position where like I put Halo on the back burner to where like I'm not even focusing on it. It's that thing in the background that's like, all right, we're going to put this thing way back here to simmer. It's going to be the last thing we take out before we have our turkey dinner because it's out there just taking its time. Um, I, I hope the team does well. I hope the team knocks it out of the park. I hope it has a really interesting story. But I'm just to the point where it's like it's been five years since Halo 5. It has been so long since this game, like, since we've known about it, since they've been working on it, and, like, the things that we have saw, have seen are, are less than, are less than stellar, even though I kind of, like, I'm okay with the art style, but, I mean, they've got some things baking that they're just gonna have to work on. Anger in the chat says quarter four, 2021. And yeah, I, I imagine it's going to be that long. I don't see it happening quarter one, quarter two. Like, and you know what? If they need more time, like, I don't think there's anything that's like saying, hey, we need this in order for Xbox to survive. I think Xbox right now, like the Series X is going to sell because of its potential to play third-party titles better than what we have now and potentially better than the PlayStation 5. So I don't think there's any rush to get that game out. I think with Game Pass and everything coming to Game Pass, it's not like they need it or the Series X is going to fail. Like with the Series S, the Series X, like Halo 5... Halo Infinite can wait, and I don't think there's any issues with that. Um, I don't know, Mike, if you have any interest or, like, dog in the fight when it comes to Halo Infinite, or if it's just like, hey, when it gets here, it gets here, whatever. Well, so so this is, the thing that I always think about, or the thing that I do think about is, is if it, if it takes you a little bit longer to put out a better product, I guess I'm okay with that, until until that becomes your excuse not to release. Right. Um, cause that's because when we started this, we started as an Anthem podcast, we, we wanted, 
we wanted the team at Anthem to put out the best product. And if, and if they needed to wait a little bit longer, then we were okay with that. But then we crossed that line into, well, now we haven't heard anything in so long. What's going on, right? So I think as a player base, we need to find that Goldilocks area that is, that is you know, not so long to wait for a game that we've invested lots of time and lots of dollars into. Um, but we also don't want to, we also don't want a rushed product. Right. So, so I think, I think it's the same with Halo. That's the way I feel is that go ahead and take your time with it, but don't dawdle. Right. You know, so, so there's that, I think that's my mentality. As long as you're working on it, as long as you're working through stuff and also, and also be aware that, that people understand, well, I, I guess people. I guess depending on who you you would you would hope that people understood that that's what you're trying to do is put out a good stuff versus rushing stuff. But then you get like the twelve year olds who just want the game and give me the game and I don't care, just give me the game now kind of thing. And maybe that's not just strictly twelve year olds, but um, I, I don't know. It's it, for me, it's just a it's just a balancing act that studios need to need to think about and do. Right. So, so go ahead and give me your best product, but don't wait too long giving me your best product. Yeah. I think, I think it's been like a mentality change for me. Like, I need to stop like anticipating games so much because then it only mm-hmm. sets you up for disappointment. Right. Like yeah. for Cyberpunk, I'm like, yeah, I'll play that when it comes out. Like having no expectations, like whenever it comes out, I'll play it. But I can imagine that there's a lot of people that are like super upset that it's been delayed because it's like their most anticipated game. And there's super fans that are like, oh, come on. Why can't you just release it now? But I've just been like, there are some games where I'm like, I'm a little bit more excited, but I've just learned that for me. And this is like, this is a personal thing. I'm not telling people stop getting excited about things. It's like, no, it's just a me thing. It's like, Hey, when it comes out, it comes out and then I'll play it then. Otherwise, like I just get myself way too worked up and way too disappointed on things. So anger in chat says, as long as they drip um, those updates, I just wish that their updates wouldn't be like, Hey guys, like surprise, we're selling the color blue for $5. So, all right, Mike, if you're going to sell colors, what color is like the most expensive for your Spartan armor? Like which ones are $5 armor, $5 colors, and which are $10 colors? If if those are my two price points, then then I'll take the primary color wheel as my five dollars, right? Um, oh, red, you, yellow, blue. You want the entire then, wheel? Well, just red, yellow, blue, right? So we'll we'll take oh, those okay. two colors, the primary colors, but then everything else, um, the uh, the iridescence, the the pearl coats, the I'm, matte I'm, finish. I'm channeling, yeah, I'm channeling my inner Forza here because they've got pretty good color options, and so the basic ones, you know. Those will be five dollars is a lot for a color, though. Yeah, I don't think anyone should be paying for colors. This is insane. Like it, it like kind of blew my yeah. mind when they're like, "Oh, that's what they're doing." Maybe they'll change it anyway. So, speaking of car games, Mike, do you remember when we were watching the PlayStation Showcase and they had that Destruction All Stars game where they had people running around with like jumping over cars and they were like doing hurdles over cars and then they jump in the car and then they spin around and then they like go back and forth? Do you remember that at I all? Think, I think 
I remember that. I don't think most people think do so. because this game, Destruction All Stars, um, is being delayed and it's coming to PlayStation Plus in February now. So it was going to be a launch title for the PlayStation Five. Now it's going to be pushed and it's going directly into PlayStation Plus. So that's going to be a free game that everyone gets to play. Well, it's not free as long as you have PlayStation Plus. So I think it's going to do like a Rocket League type thing because originally it was going to be a $70 game, which when that thing released, I was less than impressed with it because it didn't really show much um, gameplay and then we didn't hear anything about it. So with it going to PlayStation Plus, it'll probably have a larger player base because people are just going to have it and maybe it'll do better than asking people to play pay $70 for that game. So yeah, that is Destruction All-Stars. Also, do you remember us talking about Star Wars Squadrons and them saying that, hey, there's not going to be any more updates. You get what you get and you don't throw a fit, right? So mm-hmm. because of the uh, be- I don't I don't know if it's because of the success of the Mandalorian or how big of an impact the Mandalorian is having across all um, medias. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure that 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 Mando Mandalorian is blowing up. I mean, not just the Star Wars world, but every other world right because like because like it's a show that is that stands alone um writing acting all of it right it's like it's like the show we needed but not the one we deserve right now um you know so yeah so they are giving free baby yoda so it's free mandalorian dlc you're gonna get a baby yoda bottlehead bobblehead bottlehead Baby Yoda bobblehead to go in there. So this is the little write-up from from EA. So Star Wars Squadrons won't have, let's see, blah, blah, blah. Nope, that's the wrong thing. How come, where'd I put it? Doo-doo. So it's a free set of eight unlockable items, some universal and some exclusive to the New Republic and Imperial ships. Um, some of the items are, you're going to get the mysterious creature bobblehead. He's not mysterious at all. Meme, 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 ter- meme, terious. What is that, Mike? What is that word? Meme, terious? Uh, it meme, terious. It's a play on the word meme, but right. Because, because again, so, so maybe that's what studios are doing now is they're creating, they're creating the opportunity for you to meme the heck out of it. Because because Baby Yoda has is in all the memes, right? He's he's being memed a ton, and so now they're capitalizing on they're going to stick him in the cockpit and have him make funny faces so we can all meme the heck out of him. Which, eh, eh. I guess maybe I don't know, I don't know. But anyway, so so not only that, Steve, but it also it also said there's going to be eight different. Um, cosmetics if i read that right yeah give me a second for when i wrote this down like i thought i had all of the cosmetics listed here but for some yeah. reason um it did not which i guess, which i guess in squadrons you know if you're playing you're in your cockpit you kind of want a bobblehead there but you know something that i mean i guess it'd be cool everybody's in love with it because of the nicheness of it right and so yeah that's great and all it's gonna we're gonna be really surprised when when he's going to turn out to be the bad guy at the end and wants to oppress, you know, Whoa, spoiler alert. Well, I mean, GOT throwback. Cause, cause we all thought Danny was going to be, <laughs> and the Mandalorian dies. Anyway, let's yeah, not get, let's not go into, kill them all let's and, not go into game yeah. of Thrones, uh, um, spoilers. I guess no one cares about game of Thrones spoilers. So real quick. So you're, there's going to be some cosmetics and stuff in there. One of the interesting things that the article did bring up is because they said that there wasn't going to be like any, um, updates to this. Like th- 
you know, the suggestion of if Squadrons is successful enough that the team says like, hey, there's enough people playing. We think that we can extend the life of the game by releasing some DLC, some small things. Like maybe there is potential in that game to finally release more ships for each side. Like it'd be awesome if the um, Rebels got... If the Rebellion got the B-Wing, it'd be awesome if we saw the TIE Defender in the game and something that would just kind of expand on that. Um, but again, like, I, I played Squadrons a little bit. It wasn't something that I was, like, super interested to continue with. I think the game was fun. It looks really good, but it just didn't, like, catch, like, my attention long enough for me to want to go back. But I'm sure there are a lot of Star Wars fans that this is right up their alley. But you know what? If they continue to add support for the game, it might make me think twice about going back and investing time in it. Because if there was, like, more, like, hey, this is going to have a little bit of a longer tail. Maybe I'll invest more time. Maybe I would go back to it there. So, um, yeah, Mule in the chat says, thankful for Dave Filoni and John Favreau. Star Wars needed them. It's true. They really did. And hopefully, hey, guess what? Tomorrow, Mandalorian 2. This podcast brought to you by The Mandalorian. Um, one of the things that recently happened as well is that Phil Spencer... When I, has been doing a bunch of interviews talking about Bethesda, talking about, um, you know, what they're going to do with them. Like right now, they they have to wait for the deal to close like sometime next year on ZeniMax before they can really start making any changes at Bethesda. But kind of a renewed dedication to single player and even more studio acquisitions, which I think is really interesting considering like how much um, money the Xbox team has been forking over for studios that they're still interested in finding more. Like, And I think that's, you know, if they have the money, if that's what they want to do, that's the place that they want to take that front. I think it's interesting, Mike. It seems like if you were planning on having a more like going into the space of like the Netflix for games, like the only way you survive that is if you have more content than everyone else, right? Like even if you're Sony and you have the best games, like that's cool. Like you're going to have the best games. But if you're trying to play the streaming long game, you have to have the content there. So that's like, that's one of the only reasons you'd well, be wanting to buy more studios. Well, I'm going to, I actually think I'm going to take the opposing position on this because um, think about the streaming services you have, right? You've probably got Disney Plus. Yep. You've probably got Netflix. Yep. Do you have anything else? Um, let's see. I have Amazon Prime. Um, okay. and then I have the HBO channel add on for that. And I think that's it. So those okay. are the three that I have okay. and, and Xbox game pass. And how, so the point I'm making is that between those services that you named, there are thousands upon thousands of things, right? Right. And, and, and you probably watch maybe 10% of them. Eh, probably less than 10%, but I understand what you're saying. You know what I mean? So like, so like think of Disney plus, right? So Disney plus has the backlog, a majority of everything that Disney has produced. And what do we end up watching? The Marvel movies over and over and over again. Right. My kiddos watch Phineas and Ferb and they do um, star Wars rebels. But I, I guess right. if you, if you so, put it that way, like the one thing, like if you're thinking of like most people have Disney Plus right now because of the Mandalorian, right? That's the big thing that's keeping them in because that's the big show that everyone's going to be watching. So if you were to think of like, you know, 
Sony, like Sony has huge first party titles. Like they've got God of War, Horizon Zero Dawn, Last of Us, Uncharted, um, Spider-Man. So like those are the things that would keep like if all those games were streaming and if Sony said, hey, we're doing a streaming service just like um, Xbox Game Pass, like those would be like, oh, it's undeniable. We need to go over there to get those games. So Xbox is kind of like starting to build that also in order to have that. Because right now, if you were to say, all right, so what's the one thing that you need in the Xbox, you know, streaming service? Because right now it's really there because of the value that you're getting for it. Because you can play all of these games that you've had. You can play them um, anytime. So they're doing more of like a quantity thing. And I think Phil is trying to finally find those titles that are more of a quality thing. Because... You do need the quantity for a streaming service. Like you have to have the quantity because if you have more quantity than quality, at least that can kind of carry you. But until you really I don't get think it carries you that far, well, though. well, I was going to say um, it doesn't carry you the entire way. But if no. you if you have the quality, it's like you know, okay, you can play these games only so many times before you're like, okay, I finished these eight games. Now what? So you kind of have to have a mix of both. And I hope hopefully Phil is like starting to like look towards those. Um, those developers that could bring them that quality because when you think like you know halo infinite is kind of like their big their big contender and right now that's kind of like um having a lot of issues like that's something that maybe you know it could get them a little bit worried i imagine so well and and it's funny how how quickly the uh the audience changes and and how quickly even your target audience can change their mind on stuff just I'm always I'm always interested at kind of like the ebbs and flows of like what show is trending you know it's Netflix is um, they have the the uh, ten top ten shows you know currently at the time and it's interesting to watch how that changes and kind of the things that are going on to see how it goes up and down and I'm sure the video games are much the same um, I'm sure when a title releases there's a huge influx and then it starts to taper off. And I would be I would be interested to see on a on a game streaming service um, exactly how quickly some of those games taper off. You know, your initial your initial um, player base that is like, oh, I'm going to try this game out and I'm going to play for three hours and then it, I'm never going to touch it again, right? Um, and of course, you have those players that are in it for the long haul and who would have been anyway, regardless of quality of game, quality of story. Um, you know, all that stuff that we talk about when we talk about making a good game. Um, I would be interested to see those analytics and I'm sure they exist because that's how games are tweaked and, and made and stuff. So it'd be inter- I'd be interested to see, um, you know, those numbers even on Game Pass, like what's being played for how long is it being played? Um, how many hours a day is it being played? And, and what's the, the kind of the lifespan of, a new release versus an indie versus a versus a triple A title versus um, a, a big a big title. So yeah, I agree. Those analytics are there, but we just can't see them. All right. So there's a couple other things that I had on here, but I think let's go ahead and jump to the anthem stuff um, and talk about the anthem blog update real quick. Um, so. The way I wrote this up, Mike, I pulled out like the key pieces of information. If you want to read through those real quick, like these are the things that are really being impacted and changing for whenever Anthem Next comes out. Um, Christian highlighted next, so I'm guessing they're going to be calling it Anthem Next. So if you want to hit those real quick, and then we can just kind of talk about the update and our feelings on it. 
So, so the stuff that came out on the update um, actually looks pretty cool. I'm, I'm excited for them, and I say that with, I say that with, um, with um, some hesitation and some reservations because, like we said at the top of the show, we're trying, we try not to get too super hyped for things. We try to get the right hyped for things, if that makes any sense. Um, so, one of the big things that's going on with Anthem now is your choice and exper and experimentation in your loadout. Okay, so, oh, excuse me, I just swallowed a bug. Don't swallow um, it. So all, I know it was it was good though. Um, all items are categorized in all items are categorized to one of the eleven available equipment slots, and we're going to let that sink in for a second because there's eleven available slots. That's kind of a lot. Right, like like we had a lot in Anthem 1.0, right, with six components and a weapon and a melee and um, legs, arms, right, all that stuff. Twelve. So we had kind of twelve. Did we have twelve? Yeah, two weapons, a melee. Well, the melee even came later. So, like, if you're talking about initial launch, six components, two weapons, and then two of your ability slots. So one, and two, then three, two four. Ability slots. Yeah. So anyway. So yeah, so that's a lot. 11 available slots. That's a lot. Um, weapons are either primary or secondary, um, allowing distinctiveness in their roles, which is kind of what they were before. Actually, that's not true. That no. They weren't primary and secondary. You got to equip You got to equip one weapon. Two weapons. Two weapons. Man, I don't remember this. So, so you don't remember you Anthem? Equip, I don't remember. No, no, I'm, I'm with you now. Um, weapons are either primary or secondary. Mods and artifact slots replace components. So the six component method is going away, I think, which is good. Um, kind of helps out with that. Uh, managing, manage equipment and abilities in your loadout screen. Okay, so that whole experience is going to be customizable top to bottom and is going to be easier. Um, they're going for a sim simplicity thing there, which makes sense because it was a little convoluted. It did... And it didn't make the the most sense. That had to do with the types of components that were in the pool, the inscriptions that they had. We know all the issues, okay? Um, so the next bullet point is reliability to create builds. Um, abilities are unlocks, not drops. Play with the abilities you want when you want. Empower your abilities by equipping them with mods. Builds are defined by the synergies of specializations, abilities, and equipments. So an, a new-ish system there that um, that is going to change the way that you play and hopefully customize it to how you want to play. Inscriptions improve build synergies but are no longer the primary factor, which is something that, that Steve has talked about um, pretty much day one, right? The inscriptions need to be better. They have to be better. They have to be incentive for us to play. And 1.0 inscription system just wasn't where it needed to be. Okay. Um, so you you get to provo provo provoid, provide choice and progression through skill trees. Each javelin can level up awarding skill points. Skill points can be spent to unlock abilities, passives, and stat boosts. Each specialization has its own advanced tree. Expand on the fantasy and playset of each javelin. Javelins have access to multiple specializations that cater to the different style of gameplay. Um, this is it, it, 
it's it's improving, right? I think I think collectively we can say that that these changes that are coming are things that we've been asking for, things that I think will improve the game, but still have but still have kind of an anthem feel to it, right? They're not it's not a clone of some of the other games that we play. It's close. Um, it's close, but but that's why I say I mean it it's not it's not ex- because if we wanted to play other games, we would go play other games. So it's definitely still going to have an anthem feel. Um, you're going to be in your javelin. Um, they're definitely. We're not saying that it's perfect, but we're saying that that there are are progresses being made in a direction that that we would say at least is is a good direction. Um, it, it's just I, I don't I don't know how else to like like I'm 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 kind of getting excited for this. Um, that there's going to be some good things happening. I like the visuals now on, on what I see. I, I like kind of the, the simplicity of it all, but also, so it's, it's weird because it's, it's simple yet. There's still a little bit of complexity there to kind of help make the, make your javelin the way you want it. So I'm excited for that. I like the way, um, the, the skill tree looks like it's just, it looks it looks fun. It looks it looks really fun to me, and I, and I'm excited for it. I think um, like a- after reading the update and like looking over everything, like I was kind of having problems like figuring out like how, how I felt about it, like one way or another. Like I do mm-hmm. like like I mean there there's no denying that it is very Destiny. Like the UI is very very influenced by Destiny. Um, and that actually got me thinking about other things like, you know, is Destiny really like the most influential game in the last six years after it released in 2014? Like, you know, from going from the, the you know, the way that they move the icon from the, like the loadouts, the builds, like how everything is set up. It seems like everything is borrowing from that just because of the success of Destiny anyway. Um, but that's a whole nother topic. I, so, so I am excited that they're changing it because it looks better. Um, it looks like it's going to play better and you're going to have more options in your diversity. Just like saying, like you said, Mike, like getting rid of inscriptions of there being the focus, like that system was so broken that it made it impossible for anyone to ever come up with any type of build that someone could say, okay, I'll try that. Because everyone was going to be different because no one had access to the same inscriptions or it was impossible for you to go farm those things unless you spent, you know, thousands and thousands of hours and you got lucky enough to do that. So other than that, like I I really like the direction that they're going, but there's part of me that says, okay, so when? Right? Because like... We don't know when, like you can get us excited about this stuff and say, Hey, this is what we're working on. And I, and I think that's good because that's what we're being asking for. So I have this part of me that has like this conflict of like, okay, I'm glad you're listening, but also like, like how long is this going to take? Like what stage are you at right now? Like, you know, there's a lot of other things that I would like to see. And that's, you know, there's probably time for that. So it sounds like I'm like complaining that, Hey, we're getting. Where, where's the more stuff, right? Where's more stuff? And, and like, right. I understand that it comes off like that. And I definitely don't want to, but you know, it's like, it's like when Mule in the chat says probably not till fall 2021. So in my opinion, don't even show us yet. And that was kind of like one of the feelings that I had was like, okay, like when is this coming out? Like, I, I actually think it's not coming out until 2022 personally. That's just my personal feelings on it. Um, especially after everything that happened has happened in the year 2020. Like I, I imagine lots of things have been delayed, but I'm like, 
you have a game out right now that people are still playing. Anthem 1.0 is out there. Like, I know this is all coming for whatever is coming next, but it kind of hurts me to see this when there's a game out right now that could be made better and that could bring people back. Because right now, like, this is also like, hey, players that are playing the game, like, look at this. And I'm like, okay, but those players are already playing. Like, like how do you... it's got to be a really tough spot for them to be in because like, how do you market to people that have already gone? They're like, I'm never playing this again. Like, and maybe yeah. they're not making this, this update for them, but those people should know that like, Hey, this is what we're working on. We want you to come back. So it, like it's, I have a lot of like weird conflicting emotions to where I'm like, if I just say, Hey, I'm going to forget about this until we're coming closer or until they announce a date. Like maybe I should just do that. Maybe I should just put it on the back burner with halo infinite and just wait till it's closer to launch. Because as cool as I think the updates are, as cool as all the concept art that Christian is posting, like, there's still just a small part of me. And again, this is, like, coming from, like, you know, a hardcore player that, like, I mainlined this game for a really long time because I believed in it. To, like, start seeing the things and remembering, like, 1.0 is out there and there are still lots of problems with 1.0. And, and, you know, they probably just can't fix those. And that's why they have to do it this way. It's impossible for them to implement this stuff. So it's like, well, we can't do that. So we have to focus on this. And, you know, it's just one of those things with game development where, like, this, these are the cards that Bioware has been dealt. And they're going to play the best hand that they can. And I can't fault them for it, even as, like, an outside viewer, even though I'm like, I know that's cool, guys. But, like, I don't know. It like Again, like well, I said, I- it's... No, and it's and it's kind of like what we said at the top of the show, right? Is is that Goldilocks? Like, what is the time frame? What what are we as players? And I, hes- I, I, I strongly hesitate to use the word like, what are we entitled to hearing? Because really, I mean, really, we're not entitled to anything, right? right. The stuff that they give us is is you know, hey, we're working on this. Look at this. We want your feedback, like like that. Like we need to understand that that's super gracious of them to ask for community opinion and community feedback because they don't have to do that, and we shouldn't think that that we are entitled to that. I, I think um, I think when you say it like that, there's like there's this automatic kickback of like I am entitled that to that because I spent this much money and they owe us that right because they made promises. So there's that there's that side of it that like well I'm in. Am I am I not entitled to the entitled to the content that I was promised? Because if you read nope. the if you read the user license agreement, it's like no, you're not entitled to anything, sucker. Thanks for the money. See you later. F off. Exactly. Don't let the door hit you on the way out. And 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 most companies don't say that, right? So there's because you are you're entering into an agreement when you buy a product, right? This is this is why people stick with certain companies. This is why people stick with certain developers is because of the things that they're promised. And you know what? There is some there is some consumer dynamic in that, you know, you can I can like your product and you can even flop occasionally, um, but chances are I'm gonna come back, right? So there's there's kind of a huge um there's some great studies to read about consumerism and and how many times you're you, a person can have a bad experience. How many iPhones company. have you bought? <laughs> That's how many times. Right, right. Um, so, so there's there's definitely some things that you, that can be learned from that, but but to finish my original thesis is that 
the stuff that we've been getting, it, it's really awesome to see that stuff because for me anyway, it shows that that developers are kind of understand where they're coming from, kind of understand the game that was put out and some of the things that were broken to begin with and are trying to fix that and remedy that. Not, not for my sake, but for the sake of passionate people wanting to put for wanting to put out a good product, right? Because people don't, people don't, you know, go to a company and say, I'm going to, I'm going to create something that's just okay. You know, that that's not how it works, right? People want to put out something that they're passionate about, something that they have some attachment to. And, and art, artists, are, which game developers are, are like that, right? They don't just want to put out, um, you know, I have to get this out because of, because of quota and crunch and whatever. So I guess what I'm trying to say is that um, I, I look forward with some optimism to what's coming out and what I've been shown. Um, it, it remains to be seen what actually gets, what actual product gets out, right? Because of kind of the things that we've been promised before, but right. I'm willing to give people the benefit of the doubt and willing to say, you know what, like, like good on you. This is kind of what I like to look for in a game. This is what I would like. I don't necessarily want a destiny clone because if I want to play destiny, I'll go play destiny. Right. Right. It needs to be different enough to where I know that I'm in a different game. Yeah. And, and Uh, I am glad that they are like adopting more of like, Hey, once you fill out this skill tree or your, your pilot skills, you have like specific skill trees that you can go into to kind of like more personalize the javelin and the kind of like your role within your team. So I am glad they're doing stuff like that. That's pretty cool. And yeah, I'm just, ex- you know, there's a lot of mentions on that sheet about like sword damage and stuff and like melee weapons. We've seen those. So it'll be cool when we get a lot more of that stuff. So yeah, good luck to the Bioware team that is working on Anthem 2.0. Um, just know that as, as mu- and I always hate it when I like sound super negative on something and it's really not like I'm negative on the game. It's really like I'm trying to figure out my emotions on how I feel because a lot of times I battle with like, like you said, like I deserve to know this. I, because I did a podcast, you should have to tell me everything and I have to be happy with. And like, like that's not the case, right? It's like, they're going to make the best decision that they feel on the game. And sometimes you just like, okay, I just need to distance myself a little bit from this because I'm probably too close to it. It's like, you know, the same reason that I'm not allowed to vote like Hades as game of the year for some reason. Um, because I'm just a little too close to that studio and the people that work there. I've, I've been talking to them for a long time, so I'm a little bit biased. So anyway, um, a couple of things I want to talk about, Mike, before we get into this awesome game that I designed specifically for you. Do you know who Chris Metzen is? If you don't know who Chris Metzen is, Chris Metzen uh, was a Blizzard developer for like 20 years. Um, Chris Metzen is responsible for development of World of Warcraft, uh, War, the Warcraft RTS. Um, he was at Blizzard for a really long time. I think he left in like 2000, shoot, what year was it? Maybe 2015, 2016. Anyway, he was a big presence at BlizzCon. He's just like, he's the guy at Blizzard and then he left. All right. And he was like, I'm never going back to gaming. I'm never doing anything again. But more recently, he came out and said, all right. I'm going to start a, they, they kind of started a gaming club, him and a couple other guys, because Chris is really into tabletop games. He loves playing Warhammer and like playing D&D. So he does a lot of that stuff. So him and a bunch of friends have been gathering together, playing all these games. And he's like, all right, it's time to start making something again. So Chris Metzen has started a game called War Chief, a game club. It's kind of like a studio. 
they don't know. I don't know if they're making. It doesn't sound like they're making video games. It sounds like they're making tabletop games. Whether that's like role playing manuals or that's like actual tabletop games with figures, we don't know yet. They're going to be announcing that soon. But he started War Chief Gaming. He was on an interview. So if you listen to the Instance podcast, he was on an interview with host Scott Johnson, talking about like kind of his um his journey from leaving the industry and wanting to create something again. And it's a really good interview. Like I suggest anyone that's like into video games and people that have, you know, just developers, like go listen to that interview. The podcast is called the instance. It's like the longest running world of Warcraft podcast, probably. Um, but it's just really cool the way he talks about his passion, his desire to create and like the need to create. Sometimes we get lost in like, Oh, we got to create this and look at the numbers. This is doing this. This is doing this. And he's like, you know, sometimes you just, you have to put all that behind you and just create to be creating. And I think that's one of the problems I have is like, oh, I've got all these projects just because I want to create something. And sometimes I get lost in the numbers of looking at like, oh, how's this doing compared to this? We should be doing this differently because this person's doing it and they're more successful. And he really just talks about like, no, just create because you need to. So that's a really good interview. So, um, War Chief Gaming is going to be something to look forward to for people that are into board games or tabletop games. All right. Nintendo Switch owners with strong Wi-Fi connections, you're going to be able to play Control pretty soon. You're going to be able to stream Remedies, Game of the Year, Control straight to your Nintendo Switch, which I think is super awesome because more people that can play Control, the better because that game is amazing. And I think more people need to get access to it. And I think it's amazing that you'll be able to play that on your Nintendo Switch um, if you have a good enough Wi-Fi connection, which leads me to say PlayStation and Microsoft need to start getting back in the handheld game for Sony and for Microsoft. They got to enter it and like figure out a way to make a product that has a controller attached to it with a screen to where I can be streaming your services into my face all the time without having to put like an attachment on my phone. Like I know you can do the whole controller attachment thing on your Xbox controller, but I just want a device like dedicated to streaming with a controller on it, able to do this stuff. Cause I think that'd be awesome. <laughs> All right, Mike, I think that is a lot of the game news. Was Say it again. Game Gear Sega? Yep. That was the Sega Game Gear. Sega. Gear. Sega does what Nintendo don't, man. Like everyone needs to go pick up the book console wars that, um, it kind of goes through like the whole battle with Sega and Nintendo from the beginning until the end of like when Sega finally folded. That's like a super interesting read. It's probably one of the best nonfiction books I've read in a really long time. So that book is called console wars. Like really, like we talk about developers a lot on this show because we love talking about developers. Like console war goes into the marketers of video games and consoles. And that's just like a whole nother world, man. Like if you remember Sega talking about blast processing and like how that was like this, the bogus, like complete lie to tell people like, Hey, look, we Sega has blast processing and it was just nothing. It was like selling like snake oil to people. And you know, they, they talk about Mike, if you remember like the commercials back in the day when they would just like yell Sega, they're like Sega. Like it talks about that stuff and like how they created that. And the first time like the people at Sega like started hearing kids use that on the playground. It's like really, really interesting. So I suggest people go either read it or listen to it on Audible. um, And that's Console Wars. Mule says it's interesting how Sega and EA came together for Madden. How interesting is it? 
That's I guess I don't know that story, so I will have to learn about the story of Sega and EA. Unless that's something Oh, yep. I yep, I remember now. That that's a part of that book that where it's like, wow, this is really how this happened. So it'll make you think like, wow, marketers are like the scum of the earth sometimes because of the things <laughs> that they pulled. Yep. It just jogged my memory when you when I was thinking about it. All right. So I have a game, Mike. I call this game what are you talking about? And the people in the chat can play too. So I'm interested to see how many of these the people in the chat can get. So I created a game to where, and there's probably a name for this game, like on Family Feud or like on Wheel of Fortune. So I have 10 or 11 video games where I took their titles and I made titles that are the exact opposite of the video game title, okay? You, right, I'm with you. you are going to have to guess the name of the video game based on my f- opposite titles. All right? Word. Does that make sense? It does. All totally. right. So, people in chat, you can follow along as well. All right. So, this is number one of what are you talking about? So, Michael, the video game title, this, the backwards, not backwards, the opposite video game title is The Average Smith Sisters. The Super Average. Mario Brothers. Super Mario Brothers. All right, so so you so you got this game. Perfect. All right, all right. Now they're going to get harder. So this one, (laughs) I'll shut up. This one is I should I should have I'll play a thing for you when you get it right. Keep that up, and I won't help you anymore. There you go. Thanks, Jesse. All right, number two, Mike. Wooden lever liquid. Wooden lever liquid. Um. Wooden lever liquid yeah. is going to be plastic switch solid, which is also wooden lever liquid. Wooden levers. Wooden lever. So what? Solid. Let's see. So it's the opposite. So I'll give you solid. Wooden. Solid is correct. Solid is correct. So keep that in the back of your mind. Solid is correct. Yeah. Solid. Um. Oh wait. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Um. Wooden lever. You can do it, Mike. Solid. You can do it. Push. You're you're so close. Oh hush. Um. So you are talking obviously about the game. Um. You're so there. Stone Stone Mountain Solids. You're stone <laughs> wood, wooden, wooden plastic metal. All right, chat, help him out here. Lever solid, lever switch solid, gear solid. Okay, oh, metal gear solid. He got it. Metal, metal gear solid. Metal he did it. Tienes que poner el aire acondicionado. Tiene aire acondicionado. Este way. All right, this. <laughs> I'm so, I'm I'm impressed, Mike. All right, so this next one, the opposite game title is First Reality. First Reality. Um, Second Life. Nope. Um, let's see, First Reality. So last, last dream, last, last, last dreaming state, last. Reality, last fiction, last. Um, you're you're close with fiction. You're on the right track with fiction. Fiction, 
Last Fantasy, Final Fantasy. There you go, Final Fantasy. Nicely done, Mike. Well done. Super combo. That is a super combo. All right, this one might be a little out there, so you might need a little help with this one. So this one, the opposite game title is Free Will. Free Will. Um, That's going to be Captured Carlton. No. Captured Carlton. (laughs) <laughs> I get it. I see what you did there. I'll give you a bonus. <laughs> so Let's see, free will. So that's gonna be. Um, so that's gonna be um, um, entrapped. Um, I, I don't know this one. It's actually only free a one-word game. It's one word. Free but, will, but the opposite well, of free will. Control. Nope. Oh, that would have been good, but it's not control. Oh. Um. Free will. So the opposite of free will is is destiny. There you go. Nailed it. Mike with destiny. Oops. All right. This one. This one you should get. Uh, the opposite game title. Sorry, I'm making myself laugh. I've gotten all of them. Gotten you, all of them. you have gotten all of them. Uh, Metal, Gear, Metal Gear Solid was a stretch there. All right. Peace Frogs. Opposite game title is Peace Frogs. Battle Toads. Nailed it. All right. This one is going to be weird. I think you can get this one, though. You've played this game a lot. The opposite (laughs) title is Building Woman. Building Woman. Building Woman. The only, so the opposite of woman that I get is like Bomberman. Nailed it. Mike with Bomberman. (laughs) Yeah, right. All right. Bomber, the opposite of building? Well, because oh, when I'm you bomb something, you blow it up. Like the, verb, the verb building, not like a building building. There you go. All right. This one is, uh, we actually just talked about this one. This one is, this will be easy too. Star Trek Fleets. Star Trek Fleets. Um, Star Wars Squadron. Nailed it. I should have started with that one. I think Star Trek Fleets is actually the name of, ge- name of a game. All right, this one might be. I, I, I bet Star Wars Star Trek Fleets is probably the name of game. How much you want to bet? If I type that in, it'll be a game. Star but, but like, but like squadron are opposite. Those are more like synonyms than antonyms. Yeah, whatever. I make up this game. Okay, I make the rules here. All right, this one is going to be. This will be good. <laughs> I promise, and it's a boy's name too. Um, Mars. Crow Jane. The game is Mars Crow Jane. Mars Crow Jane. So that's gonna be that's gonna be Earth Dog John. Earth Did you dog say John. the opposite of a crow is a dog? Yeah, I mean crows are birds. <laughs> Why so that? Was a, what's the opposite of a crow? Eagle? Um super eagle, earth eagle, space eagle. So you're so close. Come on, think of it. Mars Crow Jane. Mars Crow Jane. Earthworm Jim. Nailed it. Awesome combo. All right. This one, <laughs> this one I don't know if you'll get. This one is like super like in depth. <laughs> Worm is the opposite of crow? I don't know. It's not dog. Why would dog be the opposite of crow? That would be worm. Does that say dog? Dog. Does uh, it say I'm going, dog? I'm going to go memory. Earthworm Jim, that's fine. All right. This one, um, this is a game that we played a lot in the house back in the day. Um, the opposite title is Clear Skies. Clear Skies. Dark Ground. It's a one-word title. 
Clear Skies. Dark Ground is not the name of a video game that I'm aware of. It should be, though. That sounds like one. It could Clear be. Skies, the opposite of Clear Skies would be Rainy Day, Rain Time. One word, one word. I'm working on it. Um, Storm, Tempest. Um, we played it a lot. Yep. We played it a lot. Your Clear oldest, Sky. your oldest brother is still obsessed with it. It's not Warcraft. No, no. I get it. Missed. Nailed it. Yeah, that's great. I enjoy gaming, but in my free time, I also do photography. <laughs> yeah, you do. All right. <clears throat> the opposite title is Every Woman's Earth. Every Woman's oh, Earth. Man. Dude, Mike. Brave season to you. May their bones be picked clean. Uh, what? All right. This one is going to be good. This one's going to be. This is the last one. And Mike, if you get this one, you've got them all correct and you win all the prizes for today. The opposite title is Land of Lawmen. Land of Lawmen. Land of Lawmen. Of Lawmen. Lawmen. L-A-W-M-A-N. Lawman. Hey, you law man. What you doing around here? Sea of Thieves. Sea of Thieves. Mike with the win. Let's give you another one here. So good. So good. Are you kidding me? That is how it's done, my man. It's so great. Am I right? All right, everyone. Thank you for hanging out with us for this long show. For all the talk that we talked about. Anthem. We talked about... What did we talk about? We talked about Destiny. We talked about Halo. We talked about all the looter shooters. Thank you for hanging out with us with episode 146. Again, if you want to, please go check out our website, freelancercodex.com. Go check out the interview that we just had with Tony Munoz of Willem Games. Go check out um, Mulehorn Gaming. Go check out work to game We have a bunch of friends in the chat that have been hanging out with us that have been producing some amazing content. Go check them out, please. Um, we'll probably throw in a bunch of links at this description of the show for friends of the show, people that have been supporting us with their um, words of encouragement and everything else. Um, thank you to everyone that has been supporting us on Patreon. We really appreciate it. You can do that at patreon.com slash freelancercodex. You can enjoy our pre-show for only... Only a dollar a month. That's 25 cents every episode. That's the best value for anything you can find on the internet. I'm pretty sure that is 100% correct. So thank you everyone for doing that. And until next time, I am Steve. This is my co-host Mike. And please be kind to each other out there. Oh yeah, and don't forget to vote. Go vote. It's your civic duty. Do it. Believe it. Truly, the sun shines upon us this day. Thank you for listening to the Freelancer Codex, a podcast brought to you by the Shut Up and Respawn Network. Follow us at Freelancer Codex on Twitter or Twitch. Send emails to freelancercodex at gmail.com or voice messages to anchor.fm slash freelancercodex slash message. We wish to thank all of our Patreons. We are grateful for you all.